Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome back to The Ralph Report. So very pleased you've decided to join us yet again on this Tuesday, March 9th. I'm telling you, maybe the best show of the week. I hate to sell the rest of the week out. Well, we haven't done the other shows yet. You don't know how good this show is. (laughs) I can't imagine us besting this particular program. Okay over the next three days because it's just jam-packed and everything is goddamn magic. It's like sprinkling pixie dust on your dick. Does that work? Yeah, it does. Does it make it fly? It does indeed. (laughs) I'm just like Peter Pan. (laughs) It's a hell of a show, kids. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Well, as if it wasn't good enough that it's Tuesday, we're going to take a look at TV Tunes from one of your favorite television programs. And if this isn't one of your favorite television programs, mm-hmm. then you and I are going to have to step outside. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You're we're going to we're, we're gonna settle things like men. You're coming in hot today. Well, but I mean it. This show is goddamn magical. One of the few times we featured a uh, TV theme from a TV show still currently on the air, by mm. the way. Okay. okay. It comes to us uh, per request from Eric from Clearwater, Florida. Oh, Eric. So we'll be uh, talking about that in a little bit. Uh, what else we got? We got, of course, entertainment news. We got your phone calls. Um, there is no speaking of the royal family at all on this show oh, today. Because I know I'm, nothing about them. So <laughs> it's, I'm fine with it. It's goddamn ridiculous. <laughs> or in the words of the Duke, it's re- goddamn ridiculous how much play this interview uh, with uh, Oprah and Harry and Meghan is getting. Yeah, it's been, it's everywhere. It's absolutely everywhere. And trust me, I thought it was a well-done interview. I think um, anytime you get to highlight racism or mental health issues, it's always a good use of television. However, the reaction and the constant coverage and the coverage of the coverage and breaking it down, it's like, it's it's just some people who are rich from another country at the end of the day. Yeah. I I I again I think it goes back to the way the Tiger Woods coverage was a couple of weeks ago. I think the media is just looking for anything to obsess over right now. I suppose, but uh yeah, I'm having a little uh a little backlash to the royal family. So we're not gonna talk about them at all. <laughs> if you if you want that, there's plenty of places you can get it. It ain't here. Sure. Also on today's show, no oysters, sadly. Thank God. The, uh, the rear admirals had a no oyster policy implemented for the rest of the week. It's, so It's now a rider in my contract. A lot of people, a lot of people are disappointed. Ugh, with, why? With the anti-oyster sentiment that's been like going on. Fucking ocean spooge in my mouth? <laughs> First of all. What the fuck is disappointing? The ocean's a sweet, sweet lady. No, it's she not. Doesn't, it's she doesn't She doesn't spooge Ugh. because she's a lady. The ocean is my lady. Mm, mm. And, no. uh, so, uh, no oysters yet today. Thank God. Again. But, Awful. uh, we do have a, a ton of other great stuff, including my conversation with noodles from oh. the offspring. Oh, that's why it's the best show of the week. It's, it's pretty damn good. He is, uh, he's a, he's a pal and he's always entertaining and the offspring has new music. 
coming out later on next month. Jesus, right around the corner. So we'll be talking all about the new album and we'll check in with Noodles and talk about what he's been up to during quarantine and what the plans for the band are moving forward. Definitely worth checking out uh, later on in today's show. So let's get right to it. But before we do any of that, did I do this? Because on the counter, you want to know why? No, you did not. All right. Well, I just <laughs> did it. Another reason the show is going to be so great, mister, is because we got to take a look at our uh, God battles. Oh, yeah. We got that coming up as well. Uh, of course, last week we pitted two powerhouse ladies up against each other, two heavy hitters in the tournament of the gods, <laughs> Athena versus Hecate. Hecate. Oh, man. That was a good matchup. I th I thought it was going to be closer, but we have a clear winner. Oh, decisive, huh? Decisive win. 71% of the votes going to the winner to just 29% to the loser. I was stunned by that. Over 1,600 votes were cast in total. But the winner of this round of the Great Eight. Athena, I had no idea how much I need her. Yeah, Athena wins it walking away. I think so. name recognition plays a lot. Yeah. In that battle. When Wonder Woman's dropping your name all the time. <laughs> yeah, you got good friends like that. A lot of people have a good feeling about Athena. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, she's a great, she's a great goddess. But uh, heckity, she's uh, she's dark and mysterious. She's got those hellhounds and stuff. Yeah, I don't think people want that, though. I want a hellhound. <laughs> I already got a hound from hell with Reggie. <laughs> got a, a hound that gives me hell. But I'd rather have a hellhound that I could just say, why don't you tear his throat out and then... <laughs> And those eyes turn red and then <laughs> just devours my enemies. That's what you want? I want a dog okay. that devours my enemies. That's great. That's so much to ask. So now it's time to pit two new contenders against each other. They uh, both moved on from the Sweet 16 into the Great Eight. It's time to take a look at the Tournament of the Gods because who's going to win? God only knows. God only knows. Let's meet this week's competitors, shall we? Hailing from ancient Israel, in this corner, it's Lilith. You remember Lilith? She was the first wife of Adam. Made of earth, just oh, like yeah. Adam was. Yeah. And uh, Adam wanted her to be subservient to him. Dick. And she said, hold the phone. You're made from earth. I'm made from earth. What makes you better than me? Right. So she said, I'm out of here. And she split from the Garden of Eden. And God's angels were sent to bring her back because Adam's like, oh, I miss her. I want to see her again. And she wouldn't go. She's like, no, screw that. Fuck that, dude. So she is on her own. She's the goddess of feminine independence. Well, how more appropriate for National Women's History right? Month to have a goddess that says, no, I'm not going to buckle down to some man. She's also the spirit of taboo, Ooh. the primal, the wild, wanton, sexual woman. Personal strength. Kinky. The goddess of kink, of sexual exploration and sexual acceptance. And Adam kicked her out of the fucking garden? What yeah, a he couldn't handle her. What a... She was too much woman for him. What a douche. And and I like it because uh, the Christians uh, fear her. I like that <laughs> as well. It's another reason I'm pro-Lilith. She is said to be responsible for male's erotic dreams and night emissions. Oh. One theory says that Lilith is impregnated by masturbation and erotic dreams. Uh-oh. And that's how she creates more demons. <laughs> she is considered to be Demon the first seed. vampire. Demon seed. Well, no. 
Because the demon seed means that the, the, the guy has the seed of the demon. Yeah, but when you masturbate, you're impregnating her. Yeah, but she's the one carrying the, right, carrying the demon egg. But demon can, eggs, it's not demon seed. But you're contributing to demons by masturbating. But it would be demon seed if the devil was fucking a woman. Okay. Does not hurt. The seed is boring okay. old human it's, seed. It's semantics. No, it's not semantics. semantics. It's how the that's okay. how demons are born. All right. Look it up. Fine. In the demon book. The Necrochromicon. Necro no, let's not do that again. <laughs> Necronomicon. No, you don't do it Necronomicon. again. Necronomicon. So uh, she is our one competitor, Lilith, who, as you can tell, I'm predisposed to like me some Lilith. However, her competitor, mm -hmm. also a heavy hitter, in this corner, hailing from ancient Egypt, it's Hathor. Hathor. Hathor, the ancient goddess of also women, fertility, and love. She's the more, I guess, upbeat or positive version of a similar goddess. She's the goddess of love, beauty, music, dancing, fertility, and pleasure. She's the protector of women, although men also worship her. She's the daughter of Ra, the sun god mm. of ancient Egypt. And she often, often plays the role of the sun god's defender and protector. Also the goddess of beauty. She was the patron of cosmetics. When you wear cosmetics, it's seen as a form of worship to Hathor from ancient Egypt. You know she's hot. Oh, yeah. I picked uh, two <laughs> new uh, pieces of art to represent each of these ladies. So oh, you'll nice. see a brand new Lilith and a brand new Hathor when you go to the poll, which should be available right about now over there mm -hmm. on Patreon.com. We'll be dropping it. And as always, you can go to tournamentofthegods.com or thetournamentofthegods.com. We nabbed them both. Yeah. Thanks to Dave there in Winnipeg who put that uh, website together for us. So these two goddesses battling against each other to see who will move on to the final four. I like Lily, but Hathor seems like a Lilith. little... Lilith. Lilith. Not Lily. Well, I call her Lily. No, you don't. Yeah. Because if you did, she would smote you. <laughs> Me and Lils. <laughs> oh, God. I think Hathor seems like a funner time. I... From then the goddess of kink? Yeah, yeah, but the other one is sort of the same way, but she's a little more upbeat. She's dancing and partying and stuff. I want the kinkster. I, I want guess. the I want the one who's who's up for anything. Hathor would be like, don't smudge my makeup. I'm all about the cosmetics. Yeah, but, oh, my lipstick is smearing. Don't get my eyeshadow runny. I got a feeling if you looked at Lilith wrong, she'll take your head off. Well. So you're always on eggshells around Lilith. A little bit. I like a little challenge. All right. Okay. Maybe that says more about you and I than it does about the goddesses. Is. All right. So uh, those are the competitors you can vote. Please remember, one vote per Garmy member only, please. And then this uh, round will wrap up next Monday will be the last time that you get a chance to vote. So check in to tournamentofthegods.com or just check in the post that we did on patreon.com to cast your vote in the Tournament of the Gods. Who will win? God only knows. Mm. I'm excited. They're are starting you? to get good. It is now. Now it's getting down to the nitty gritty. We're getting to the high end. Yeah, uh, we are. Goddesses, and then we move on to the gods uh, next week as We're well. We're kicking the second tier gods out. And yeah. It's now down. It's, 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 these are the top The, the cream is rising yes, to the crop. Definitely. And not the cream is rising to the crop, but all the cream of the crop <laughs> is rising to the top. The cream is rising to the top. Cream the is rising. That's what I meant to say. The cream, there's a there's the crop. The crop has some cream in it. On top of it. And that particular cream is rising. Come. So, to the top of the crop. To the top of the crop.
Let's stop all this nonsense and turn our attention to the beloved members of the Garmy, shall we? Because you guys are just the best. Hell, you're the reason we do this damn thing every day, five mm. days a week, just to give you a smile or a laugh or take your mind off your troubles. So we like it when you respond to us, when you reach out. There's a number of ways you can do that, always via email, ralph at the ralphreport.com. Steve and Eddie also available at that same email address. If you put their name in the front, don't send it to Ralph at the RalphReport.com and expect Eddie or Steve no, to read it. Won't get there. I think it's self-explanatory. You won't forward it. No. Fuck that. I got I got better, better, better things to do. Yeah, you do. Bigger fish to fry. You can find us on social media, or you can do what a lot of folks choose to do, which is to leave a voicemail message on the Ralph Report hotline. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's just sitting there waiting for you. Lonely, empty, waiting for you to fill it up. Mm. With your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your comments, all you got to do is dial up the number one eight three three. Hi, Ralph. Yeah. Then I listen to them all. Then I grab a handful that catch my attention, and we put them here in a segment known as Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's gonna play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. Yesterday, we were talking about hypnosis. Eddie mentioned that he used hypno- hep- hypnosis. hypnosis. It's cool. It's cool it's gnosis. The, the hypnosis, daddy-o. <laughs> the hypnosis, they let him go over some social anxiety he was dealing with. I used hypnosis to try to quit smoking. It comes in very useful. However, there are apparently other ways you can use hypnosis, according to this caller. Hey, Ralph. Uh, one-star general here. I'm going to do this call anonymously because it's kind of embarrassing that I know this. All right. But you guys are talking about trance and uh, hypnotism today on the Ralph Report. And uh, I thought you guys might find it interesting to know that there is a uh, trance recording by Isabella Valentine called Jackpot that will make you jizz your pants if you listen to it. <laughs> thought you guys might want to know that and uh, make use of that knowledge if you would like to. All right. All right. Have a great day. Okay. Lick my balls. All right. Hmm. Would you like to jizz your pants? I'm interested. Are you really? I, well, if I, if so, I can listen to something and it would make me jizz my pants. Well, we talked about hands-free orgasms on Ralph Sex University right. not too yeah. long ago. Yeah. So this would tie in. I'm and, game. And Isabella Valentine apparently can hypnotize you into... Into jizzing yourself. Having an orgasm hmm. on command hmm. just by simply listening to her and allowing her to put you under... Hmm. And then she will command you to have an orgasm and you'll just, you'll be helpless. You won't have any choice. And where can we download this? Isabella Valentine. Okay. Jackpot is the name of the recording. Just okay. uh, do yourself a little Google search. That's what I did. I pulled it up and yeah. I have a little piece of it here if you want to hear. Sure. Here she is uh, explaining just what's going to happen to you. Your muscles are tightening. Tighter and tighter, tighter and tighter, tighter and tighter. Think about coming. Think about how wonderful it would be. To come without even touching yourself. And I can, and I can make you come without touching yourself. All I have to do is say the word jackpot. And you'll do it automatically. Without even having to try. It'll happen naturally because I am controlling the flow of arousal with my words. There you go. Hmm. Isabella says she can make you come whenever she wants. Well, I'll take that challenge. Just by saying jackpot. Yeah. No, I didn't come. Jackpot. No. No, not yet. Nothing. Jackpot. Okay, that got me. I think you have to listen to the entire recording. This jackpot doesn't do it. I don't think just the That would make casinos annoying as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) 
You'd never <laughs> or get out of- the greatest place you've ever been At to. At some point, you'd be like, please stop. Man, your glass is always half empty, isn't it? <sighs> well, come on. If it I hurt, was it would walking hurt through Caesar's Palace. And the jackpot, just- jackpot, jackpot. <laughs> I would point- look like the fountain in front of Caesar's Palace. That's what I would be. You'd be on your knees crying at some point, going, please stop. No, I'd be on my knees thanking Hathor or Lilith for bestowing upon me such a gift. Jackpot. Now, here's my thought. Yeah. When you do these hip, every time I see a movie or TV show, Uh it's like, all right, we're going to give you this trigger word. And whenever you hear the word chicken yeah you're gonna you're gonna think you're a chicken right. and then in the wacky sitcoms you know they're going to the company dinner with the right. boss and the boss like, more chicken like and- well this looks good on the on the uh, menu here i think i'll have the uh, roasted chicken and, and then the poor sucker right. launches into it if i listen to isabella valentine right and i'm conditioned now can anyone just <laughs> yes. fuck with me right. and just say jackpot and then next thing i know jackpot ah! Oh, <laughs> I gotta just go. watching a game show. Gotta go change home? my pants. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're watching card sharks or something. <laughs> wow, look, it's seventeen thousand dollars in our jackpot. jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm dubious. Now the actual recording is about thirty six minutes in length, and I'm pretty sure you have to go through the entire uh, process in order to hmm. gain any benefits. So. Okay. I don't know whether uh, I will uh, give that a go or not. It's hard for me to carve out thirty six minutes of my day. Yeah, me too. But yeah, okay. <laughs> Jackpot. <laughs> you uh, say. I felt the tingle. Uh, but maybe somebody out there wants to test and let us know how it works. Can you do jackpot and then come? <laughs> yeah, I suppose I can. <laughs> I'm just I, got, I got the buttons here in front of me. Let me see. <laughs> Hold on a second here. Jackpot. Come. There we go. <laughs> Thanks. Hey, remember Ryan who gave us our uh, Ziggy intro yesterday? He called in drunk and left us that amazing intro. I love it. He's calling back. Uh, He was surprised when he listened to the show yesterday. (laughs) Hi, Ralph. It's Ryan here. I had completely forgotten I called you. (laughs) And I can only apologize to you and to Eddie and to the Garmy. And to anybody who had to listen to that Ziggy song, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. That's all I can say. Sorry. And fuck Ziggy. <laughs> like my balls. Okay, bye. Sorry? No. Sorry? No apologies. You have nothing to be sorry about, Ryan. No, sir. You gave us this. Ziggy. Is he funny? Ziggy. Fuck you, you are a little creep. <laughs> oh. Ryan, that may be the greatest thing we've heard in a while. Oh, Please. Glorious. No apologies. And since we're talking about it, we have <laughs> been checking in with Ziggy every day to see if he accidentally ever is funny. And uh, I thought I'd pull yesterday's Ziggy and we'd take a look to see if maybe today's the day we get lucky. Maybe today's the jackpot. And we find out that Ziggy was accidentally funny. Yesterday, let's uh, check in with the old Zigster, shall we? All right, Ziggy is here. He is obviously at the doctor's office. He goes to the doctor's quite a bit. Well, he's bald. I don't, I don't think Ziggy's well. He might be getting some chemo. Oh, don't make me feel sorry for Ziggy. <laughs> well, he's got no hair on his body. Yeah, except so? his balls. Maybe he's got alopecia. <laughs> oh, that's true. I don't. I don't want him going through chemo. <laughs> 
Then I can't be as rough as I want to. Get some sympathy laughs. He's got no pants on. How do you explain that away with uh, cancer? Uh, Maybe he just shuts himself a lot (laughs) from all the chemo. Or maybe someone keeps saying, Jackpot. (laughs) It's no point wearing pants anymore. True. Um, so he's at the doctor's office. He's with the nurse. You can tell she's a nurse because she has that cross on her little uh, oh, yeah. on her hat. Again, very great at describing where he's at. Yes. Yeah. There's no question. No One question. good thing Tom Wilson and Tom Wilson II, his son, can yes. do is give you the mise-en-scene, yes. as they say, <laughs> yeah. the scenario in right. which we're dealing. You know where he's at right. at all times. And so he's absolutely answering a question to her. And he, uh, Ziggy says to her, my insurance company, it's either the lizard or the duck. <sighs> See, because uh, it's either Geico or Aflac. The yes. uh, the two insurance companies both have very popular yes. animal mascots, right. and so Ziggy's uh, unsure, but he knows it's either one. Fuck, that's bad. Or the other. God, that's garbage. Of that. Ziggy. Jesus. So yesterday we are talking about our galaxy coming to an end. And after I read that, Ziggy, could not be a moment too soon. Uh, the Milky Way and Andromeda are on a collision course. They're mm-hmm. going to uh, smash into each other, ending life as we know it. And uh, Jesse heard that and saw an opportunity. Hey, Ralph. Jesse from Indianapolis listening to t- uh, today's show, listening to Eddie come up with a name for the two Galaxies becoming one. Yeah. If you slow that down for drunk Eddie thoughts, mm-hmm. I think we got a hit. You think so? Yeah, that was something else. Even a regular speed, that was something else. But here on the show, we have found when we slow Eddie down by half, he sounds like uh, the drunkest guy at the bar, even though the man does not drink. So it's time once again to check in with Eddie's drunk thoughts i can't see that close up something a foot from your face it's gross eddie's drunk thoughts i'm fine yeah my teeth are working (laughs) the galaxy of andromeda is hurtling towards the milky way galaxy that's where we live right and uh, they're, they're, these two are going to collide, Eddie. I don't know if Ooh, you knew that or not. I did know that. Andromeda is going to collide with the Milky Way. And then they're going to coalesce into one giant elliptical galaxy that um, astronomers have dubbed Milkomeda. <laughs> they have not. They have. Milkomeda. <laughs> the Milky Way and Andromeda are going to collide, making Milkomeda. Should be Amnibi. Amnibi. <laughs> Am it away? What should it be? Am it away? Amway? Should we sell products and vitamins to our neighbors? Am it away. <laughs> that is the worst thing I've ever heard. You're right. Maybe the other one's better. <laughs> I'm trying to do Andromeda and in the Milky Way. Yeah, Andromeda way. How about just and Andromeda way? Andromeda way. That's it. First one, it's like, ambivitive. <laughs> I forgot to put the way at the end. <laughs> that particular drunk Eddie's Ooh. makes me sound like the bartender. <laughs> and it's closing time. And I'm reading a news article out of the paper. One more. I got to hear that one again because that was spectacular. <laughs> the galaxy of Andromeda 
is hurtling towards the Milky Way galaxy. That's where we live. Right. And uh, they're, they're, these two are going to collide, Eddie. I don't know if you Ooh, knew that or not. I didn't know that. Andromeda's <laughs> going to collide with the Milky Way. And then they're going to coalesce into one giant elliptical galaxy that um, astronomers have dubbed Milkometa. <laughs> they have not. They have. Milkometa? The Milky Way and Andromeda are going to collide, making Milkometa. Should be Amitabee. Amitabee. Amitaway? What should it be? Amitaway? Amway? Should we sell products and vitamins to our neighbors? Amitaway. <laughs> that is the worst thing I've ever heard. You're right. Maybe the other one's better. <laughs> I'm trying to do Andromeda and... In the Milky Way? Yeah, Andromeda Way. How about just and Andromeda Way? Andromeda Way, that's it. God. <laughs> and lastly, oh, fuck. you know, we play upbeat music here on every single program to kind of make your day a little bit happier. We call them our happy hits. Chris had an excellent suggestion given today's special guest. Hi, this is Chris from the Carbon Podcast. And I was just calling to request uh, in honor of Noodles from the Offspring being on the show if I could request an Offspring song for my happy hit. Uh, now, this is one of the songs, that, one of their jokey songs, sort of like Pretty Fly, and a lot of people didn't like it because I think they didn't get the joke. But honestly, this song is just so much fun. Definitely puts a pep in my step every day. So I'm requesting Offspring Cruising California, otherwise known as Bump in the Trunk. Thanks. Love you. Mean it. Bye. All right, Noodles will be joining us later on in the show. Thanks to everybody who called in today. Appreciate it. You too can be featured in the Garmy on the Line segment. But in order for that to happen, you have to call me. Now it is time to cast our eyes on the giant calendar that hangs here on the Batcave wall. 
because every single day of the calendar year has multiple holidays associated with it. And so we like to break them down for you because not all of them are legitimate. Some of them are bullshit. So we do a segment called Holiday or Holiday. Holiday or Holiday, please tell me what we celebrate, Ralph Garman. Happy National Barbie Day, everyone. Barbie Day. Barbie. Okay. The doll. Yes. Yeah. I, why is that I got a day? Because Barbie is one of the most popular toys in American history. She's mm -hmm. historic. I guess. Yeah, I guess without that, we wouldn't have modern-day action figures. You wouldn't have yeah. anything. That's true. Okay, Barbie I'm a, you've convinced me. was the first mass-produced doll to have adult features. Like boobs? Well, yes, but also her face was doll. I mean, usually it was baby dolls up to that point. Right, little okay. girls would have little baby dolls. That they didn't make dolls of. of adults. This was an aspirational doll. This was for, for, for a little girl to look forward to see who am I going to be when There's I grow something up. something you can't live up to. Oh, man. See, you're always <laughs> half empty. It kind of, it's kind of, you can, Girl, some, you give a Barbie doll and like look up and look up to Barbie. You have to grow up to look like a Barbie doll. Some detractors do criticize Barbie for being an unattainable ideal of a woman. A little bit. Physically, that most girls aren't going to grow up to look like True. Barbie. Her uh, specifications, her measurements, yes. when extrapolated out into human size, are ridiculous. Yes, what, 36, 24? 36, it's like, like 91, 12, <laughs> 33. It's, it's insane. You can't do it without ma right. major surgery and having some ribs removed. Jackpot. Oh, my God. <laughs> really? Jackpot. <laughs> but, and that may have been the case early on because she was yeah. mostly a fashion doll. But right. after that, I mean, Mattel's done a pretty good job of the modern Barbie offering positive role models to girls in business and science and education and more. I mean, yeah. she is much more of a modern woman yes, than she they have, was. Yes, they have done better. They have, yes. yes. Uh, she was born on this day, March 9th in 1959, when she made her debut at the American International Toy Fair in New York City. Ruth Handler was the name of the woman there at Mattel who created the Barbie doll and launched this American icon. You know, Barbie has a full name, a middle name and a last name. Really? What yeah. is it? She is Barbara Millicent Roberts is her oh, full name. Roberts. Yes. And uh, another reason Barbie is sort of groundbreaking is Barbie's marketing strategy relied almost exclusively on television advertising. One of the first toys to oh. really use TV commercials directed straight towards kids right. to get them to bug their parents to buy them Well, that adult. changed the whole toy industry because then they went into making cartoons specifically based on toys to sell toys. So, yeah, I guess... Barbie was the sole sponsor of the Mickey Mouse Club back in the day. Hmm. And that's how uh, she became a, a bestseller. In fact, estimates are that Barbie dolls have sold over a billion dolls Damn. worldwide in over 150 countries. Barbie's loaded. So on this day, we celebrate Barbie and her boyfriend, Ken. He was born in 1961, but we're really celebrating Barbie. He's got a last name, too. What's his last name? Carson. They're not married. Ken Carson. No, they're not oh, married. They're boyfriend and girlfriend. Sinners. She's not going to settle down. Sinners. She's got G.I. Joe to play with. <laughs> She's not going to settle for boring old Ken. She she lives with Ken, but she she gets down She's with gonna G. Joe. She's going to get some Kung Fu grip across the, the tracks. <laughs> I will admit now that when I was young, that my G.I. Joe used to rub up against my sister's Barbies. Oh, yeah. They you, would they have would, them do it. They would lay down together in Congress, <laughs> in sexual Congress. So I feel. Did kind you take the clothes of, off? Yes. Okay. No. No. I didn't know if you were just dry humping them. 
why would G.I. Joe want to lose it in his camos when he could actually be with Barbie in the dream house? I don't know. Maybe he's on duty. Jackpot. <laughs> Jackpot with Barbie. He gets called to duty real quick. Yeah. I used to wrap my Wonder Woman around my penis. Yes, yeah, so that's yeah, right. at a live show. Did I mention told, that? Yes, you I think I was that drunk when I brought that up. At a live show. You I used to take that. my Mego Wonder Woman and wrap her around you my penis. You fucked your Barbie doll. I didn't fuck her, obviously. Wonder Woman doesn't have any orify. Did you climax? I don't remember. I don't believe I that did. That means you did. I don't believe mm, I climaxed. I think you did. No, I don't believe I did. Okay. I just, I, she was attractive to me, and I thought she would look good wrapped around my penis. <laughs> look how big my dick is. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the wonder now, woman? <laughs> Jackpot. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to celebrate National Barbie Day, despite the people who have a criticism against her. I think Barbie also does a lot of good in the world. My kid never into Barbie. No really? Interest, never even owned one. She I wonder had, if it's a generational thing. I mean, Barbie's not as popular today as it was when Now we it's were more of a collector's up. market yeah. than anything else. I own a uh, Catwoman Barbie oh. and a Batman Ken. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So we'll celebrate that day. It's also National Meatball Day, Eddie Pence. I'm down with that. I know you are. We recognize the great American food, the meatball. However, a lot of people think the meatball maybe comes from Italy. Not so much, they say. Hmm. In fact, there was a, uh, a recipe, a Chinese recipe for meatballs that originates back to 12, excuse me, 221 BC. Although ancient Rome cookbooks do feature a meatball type recipe as well, as do Persian cookbooks and other parts of the Middle East. So apparently everybody was taking meat and smashing I mean, it together and then uh, putting meat in a ball is not revolutionary. No, no one can really own that idea. Uh, but it's still very popular. Of course, today mostly related to Italian cooking with spaghetti and meatballs, but the Swedes also have their famous meatballs as well. Yeah, IKEA. Well, yes, but you can get them other places. That's the only place well. I've had them. Well, of course it is. <laughs> They're good, though. You're not going to run across them at Carl's Jr. or the other fine establishments <laughs> you frequent. There are good Swedish meatballs at Ikea. The meatball sub, the meatball pizza. You can use other kind of foods. Usually it's beef, but you can use pork or turkey or lamb. Porcupine meatballs are very Ew, popular. No. No, no, you don't need. It's not porcupine meat. You put rice in the meatball, oh, yeah, so it looks okay. like there's quills in. There. Right? Okay. Yeah. I think we talked about that. So uh, there's one restaurant in New York that has 54 different kinds of meatballs on their menu. What, I don't. That you're just you're trying to make shit up at that point. Well, no. It's got a different. It's got what? Different meats, different flavors, different additives. It's like saying the Baskin and Robbins shouldn't make that many ice cream flavors. They shouldn't. They shouldn't have that many ice cream flavors. <laughs> oh, That's Jesus. too many. <laughs> You're the you're the king of variety, aren't you? I don't you? think you need that many. It just it it adds to confusion and delay. <laughs> get in, get out, pick what you want, and move on. What? This is hurry. why this is why lines form. Oh God! Happy Meatball Day, everybody! I think at the meatball restaurant, you actually sit down and you dine. I don't think you're standing in line at a counter waiting to get your meatballs on a stick or whatever. <laughs> however, it was in your head. That's a great idea. Meatball on a stick. Today's also National Get Over It Day. This is a day, as you can imagine from the name, it implies you should just get over it. Yeah, get over me not liking oysters. Oh, no, Everybody, man. get over it. A lot of people disappointed. They that, suck. That you don't like oysters. Not the people, but the oysters. This is, uh, there's a, a lot of small things that happen in life that you should just get over. Whether it's spilt milk, get over it. Traffic. Being passed over for that promotion, poor grades, an argument with a friend or family member. They shouldn't just live on forever because you want to hold on to a grudge. Just get over it. Hmm. This holiday was created by Jeff Goldblatt in 2005 after his uh, ex-girlfriend left him. And he was having a hard time getting over her. So he started Get Over It Day. 
to inspire him and others to uh, not hang on to stuff that just doesn't matter. I agree with that. So happy get over it day. And lastly, you know what we'd like to do? Take a food related to a holiday and run it past Daddy Pence to see if it's something he'd be willing to eat or perhaps stick up his ass, then pull out. How do we find out? Well, we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. If we get three reels after we pull the handle... Jackpot. Yeah, that means Eddie Pence is going to eat. <laughs> However, if those reels are mismatched, uh, there's no... Jackpot. At all. If anybody has listened to that audio <laughs> and well, is conditioned, it's the new favorite show. This is they're, they're upping their subscription level. I got to replay sure. this show constantly. Um, today is also National Crab Meat Day. Eddie Pence National Crab Meat Day, the day to celebrate America's favorite crustacean. One point five million tons of crab meat are consumed every year around the world. Damn, plenty of crab meat lovers celebrate this holiday each and every year. You know, crab meat is actually a pretty healthy choice. There's a lot of... Uh, Tis it. What's that? Tis it. <laughs> Tis. <laughs> Protein, and uh, it's when you add the butter and the you know the yeah. calories start yeah, yeah. to add up. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, of course, there's a wide variety here in the United States of popular tasty crabs like the blue, the stone, the dungeness, the king, the rock, the snow. They come both hard and soft-shelled, of course. They can be found along all the coasts of the United States and Hawaii. However, the most popular way to eat crab in the United States, Eddie Pence, yeah. it's not cracking the shell and eating the way you think. How else would you eat it? Crab cakes, Eddie Pence. Oh, crab cakes. the crab cake. Crab cakes, nothing better than some lump meat in a crab cake, a delicious crab cake. One of my favorite appetizers. In fact, that and then a nice steak dinner, man, it's pretty much my perfect meal. But it's not about me. It's about Eddie Pence. He's eating crab cakes. There's only one way for us to find out. Let's pull that handle. Here we go. One crab cake, two crab cakes, three crab cakes. Jackpot. Eat a crab cake. Eat a crab cake. Really? I like crab cakes. Hmm. My preferred way to eat crab oh, is, is cracking the shell. The legs, crab legs. That's you, my preferred way. You say way. That's, not a, that's too much work. No, that's, that's, that's shitty-ass blue crabs. That you have to uh -huh. dig into the body for 35 hours to get out an ounce of meat. That sucks balls. But like crab legs, like dungeon, like not dungeons, uh, King, Alaskan Sto King. Well, yeah, if you can afford that. I'm sorry. Have, why don't you get a GoFundMe going so you can have some I crabs? Might. I might do that. I haven't had them in a while. <laughs> I can see it now. <laughs> Help me. And I'll give whatever's left over to people who haven't had King Crab to, Legs. To a charity. To a charity. For, for people who have been victims of domestic abuse so they can eat crabs. <laughs> So you're like eating crab crabs. I like crab cakes. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. What a great, what a great way there you to go. close out holiday or holiday. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to the Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash the Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. 
Now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Well, can you imagine the surprise when this gentleman was trying to pull up Tom and Jerry for his kids over there on HBO Max yesterday mm. when up popped the Snyder Cut of I, Justice League. I heard about this. Yeah, HBO Max accidentally leaked Zack Snyder's Justice League 10 days before the film's official release. And this guy wasn't the only one, although he was the most famous because he called it out first on Twitter. He showed a scene and said, Tom and Jerry, this is not about showing it to his kids. This is a hard R movie. And Tom and Jerry, as you can imagine, not so much. But there was another guy, too, worked for The Hollywood Reporter, as a matter of fact. Ryan Parker was also trying to take, check out uh, Tom and Jerry, and he pulled it up as well. Uh, after about an hour or so, they say someone recognized what was going on and cut to the feed to the leaked show. Oh. But one individual said, the first hour of the Snyder Cut is the best DC film I've ever seen. Okay, we'll, we'll late wait and see. No, Let's Snyder wait Cut. See. Snyder Cut, it's all about the Snyder Cut. Let's wait and see. Oh my God, that movie needs work. Jackpot. I'm sure the first hour might be good. Let's see how you feel about <laughs> hour three. three. Go after yeah, that. when you're in about three and change <laughs> let me see how you feel about the movie so some people have had a sneak preview Ooh. but it's going to be 10 days before the rest of us can watch and we'll all watch because we're suckers yep mark wilson tv's most famous magician has passed away died at the age of 91 at one time in the 70s you couldn't turn on a tv without uh, mark wilson showing up and doing tricks on johnny carson or yeah. something like that a very influential musician uh, musician magician because he was a pioneer in proving that magic could thrive on television. At the time, they figured, well, magic is a live yes. art form. You have to be sitting in the audience to be... So to experience, you have to experience it live to really get it. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to be impressed seeing it on television. Right. So no one would put... Maybe on the like the Ed Sullivan show or one of those variety shows, you see a short little right. segment. He was the first guy to have a TV series where the whole show was magic. Mm. It was called The Magic Land of Alakazam. It was a Saturday morning, Saturday morning kids show, and it ran from 1960 to, to 1965. But uh, it made him a star, and he taught celebrities like Cary Grant and Johnny Carson how to employ magic in their work. Even trained Bill Bixby for a TV show called The Magician. I don't know if you remember that I don't show. remember that. That was a good show. Hmm. Founding member of the Magic Castle as well. Uh, a beloved magician, certainly by other magicians. Penn and Teller released a statement saying how, uh, how he influenced their work. So, sad news. Yep. He just appeared, it disappeared in a puff of smoke, they say. Is that how he went? That's how he went, yeah. He was laying there, been gone. Gone. And then just a dove was sitting <laughs> on his pillow. <laughs> Pretty impressive, even to the end. What a way to go. Is cancel culture dooming the Space Jam remake? Is it? Uh, Space Jam, a new legacy. That's the movie. You know, Michael Jordan, of course, starred in the original back in 1996. Now, LeBron James is going to be on hand yeah. for the uh, sequel slash reboot of the franchise and many of the Looney Tunes beloved characters including Bugs and Daffy and Tweety and Porky are all on hand. There was a scene reportedly written in the original script for Pepe Le Pew. Oh really? Where he was a bartender who uh, comes on to a girl at the bar and LeBron steps in and teaches him about consent. I shit you not. Oh that was in the God. original script. Jesus. But Pepe shall not be showing up in this version they say certainly given his most recent troubles. Well, People saying he added to the rape culture. Well, that's stupid, but... But what about Speedy Gonzalez, Eddie Pence? I heard about this, too. The fastest mouse in all of Mexico. Right. They're trying to cancel him. They're now. trying to cancel Speedy because apparently the uh, stereotypes that Speedy's friends 
were perpetuating with their sombreros and their thick accents and their siestas is very offensive. And Gabriel Iglesias, Fluffy, yeah. is the voice of Speedy Gonzalez, and he's not too happy about these people trying to cancel Speedy because right. he's the voice in the movie. Are actual people from Mexico trying to cancel Speedy? Not quite sure who's upset. Or is this about just Speedy? like keyboard keyboard warriors on Twitter? Now here's the thing: trying to cancel Gabriel Iglesias is from Mexico. Yes. He's a Mexican, yes. and he doesn't seem to have any problem playing the role of Speedy right. Gonzalez. Now I'm sure there's a big check involved. <laughs> Getting that, paid helps. That, that probably helps. But he is fighting back against the people who are trying to cancel Speedy. I am the voice of Speedy Gonzalez in the new Space Jam. He tweeted, does this mean they're going to try to cancel Fluffy too? You can't catch me, cancel culture. I'm the fastest mouse in all of Mexico. He tweeted. So as of yet, Speedy is still in the film. But I'm sure there's time for someone to get cold feet and start hacking away at the new Space Jam movie. Well, so if, that it's just as homogenized yeah. and as pointless as well, thank God that Peppy scene's gone, because I'd rather him not him be in it than have that scene. Than to learn an important lesson yes. about consent. So you don't want you don't want that's, consent. That's, that's what you're saying. No, you Peppy want doesn't, women to be sexually assaulted that's, at bars because that's, that's how you wrong. Would have been brutal to watch. Oh, thank you so much, LeBron James, for teaching me how to be better with women. That scene would have been oh. brutal. Hey, Peppy, that ain't right. You shouldn't be kissing on that pussycat like that. Come on, we could all learn an important lesson, Eddie. That's true, I guess. You've Jackpot. Changed, you've changed my mind. The Powerpuff Girls live-action series has found its director over there on the CW. Powerpuff Girls, of course, those adorable little pint-sized superheroes. Well, they're all grown up now over on the CW. They're all in their 20s, mm -hmm. and they're, uh, they're apparently uh, uh, grumpy. Oh, yeah, oh, that's they're right. disillusioned 20-somethings yeah, yeah. who resent having lost their childhood to fighting crime. They don't want any, any part of it, but they may get called back in because mm -hmm. of a, a major catastrophe that only the Powerpuff Girls can help us Oh, from. thank God. So uh, an, a, a director named Maggie Kiley has been tapped to helm the pilot for that, and then we'll see if it goes to series or not. So, I like this thing now where female projects are being directed by women and ethnic projects uh, are being directed by what would some would say these the appropriate ethnicity well if it's going to have the point of view of those characters it yes. should have it should come from i mean the director is the voice it is right. their their vision so I, yes it i'm should. liking that yeah. trend however my fear is it's going to lead to some sort of weird ghettoization of filmmaking where yeah okay we'll let the women direct the women's projects and we'll let the african-americans direct the african-american projects but i would like to see more Right, diverse directors taking on mainstream films so right. that a black guy can direct a movie full of white guys and a woman could direct a man's story. I don't think we have to just keep people in their cubbies. No, know? I don't either. It makes me uncomfortable, but it's it's a it's a moving direction. The Queen's Gambit. Did you watch that over on Netflix, Eddie Pence? The Queen's I, Gambit? I did not. No, of course not. Because it's great. Is that the chess one? It is. Okay. It's about the young lady who is a, uh, a chess prodigy. Mm. Now you go, hmm, because I can tell right now you're saying, oh, that sounds boring to me. But it's not. It's a brilliant piece of television. Okay. And it's being made now into a musical. <laughs> See, I can I can tell by your snorting. Why, why do we have to make it into a musical? Because it's going to be awesome, and I'm all about it. <laughs> Apparently, they just sold the uh, theatrical stage rights to uh, a company that is getting ready to make you know it was the most watched scripted miniseries in netflix's history with over 62 million viewers in the first month wow i'm just saying it's impressive a lot of people loved it. i'm glad for those people and speaking of musicals and animated musicals in the works 
about a K-pop girl group that actually hunts demons on the side. What? K-pop, demon hunters, is underway over at Sony Pictures Animation. And uh, Maggie Kang is going to be directing that story of a, a wildly popular K-pop music group who actually also have to hunt down demons on their time off. That could be fun. Yeah. But I'm rooting for the demons in this particular case because <laughs> I've heard K-pop, and I, if I have to... If I have to pick a side, demons. I, you pick uh, the demons. I'm, I'm pro demon in this particular case. <laughs> Let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on Tuesday, March 9th. Mickey Gilly. Oh, good old Mickey Gilly. Mickey Gilly. Mickey Gilly. Country music's Mickey Gilly. Don't know him. Owner of Gillies, the world's largest honky tonk. Don't know it. You ever see a little movie called Urban Cowboy, my friend? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay, that now. giant bar they go now in where I all the dancing yes, takes place. Yes. That's Gillies. Yes. And Mickey was the owner of. Okay, uh, that. I got it now. And had plenty of hits on the soundtrack as well, okay. including this one. You stand, stand by me. Bud, are you gonna let me ride that mechanical bull? I can ride that bull if I want to, bud. No, you can't, sissy. You're not getting on that bull. No girl of mine's gonna be riding the bull. Everybody looking at her. Wow. Wow. That movie was an impactful I film can tell in my life. The passion you just delivered in that speech. Man, yes. That's a movie and a half right You there. need a cowboy hat. Oh, don't think I won't break out my <laughs> Stetson. Mickey Gillies, 85 today. Gene Louisa Kelly from Uncle Buck and Mr. Holland's Opus and the sitcom Yes, Dear. She's 49. I love her. Brittany Snow, the actress from American Dreams and Hairspray is 35. Singer Mark Lindsay, lead singer of Paul Revere and the Raiders is 79 years old. Cherokee people, Cherokee tribe, so proud to live. Go away our native tongue Taught their English to our young Man, that song. You're going from honky-tonks to... Cowboys to Indians. <laughs> I run the gamut, man. My passions are widespread. Ugh. Emmanuel Lewis, remember Webster? Oh, yeah, I do. He's 50. Web Webster's 50, 50 now. Good Lord. Juliette Binoche, beautiful actress from Chocolat. And the English patient is 57. Guitarist Robin, Robin Trower from Procol Harum is 76 years old. That our faces first to just go sleep. Turn the wine up. Shit on Oscar Isaac from Star Wars. Oh, Dameron. Jackpot. Eddie just lost it in his pants. <laughs> He's 42 today. Comedian Jordan Klepper from The Daily Show is also 42. Singer Jeffrey Osborne turns 73. On the wings of love, and above the clouds, the only way to fly is on the wings of love. Actress Linda Fiorentino from Men in Black, and of course, Dogma is 63 today. And drummer Shannon Leto of 30 Seconds to Mars is 51. Yeah. 
That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And because it's Tuesday, it's time for us to do a deep dive into one of your favorite TV shows and the theme that you know and love from it. It's TV Tune Tuesday. Here we go. You know what day it is. It's TV Tunes Tuesday. On today's Ralph Report. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. Today, we are breaking the mold with TV Tunes Tuesday, breaking two of my cardinal rules. Okay. What are they? First, we, oh, well, not never, but we practically never. <laughs> it's a loose rule. It's not really a cardinal rule. It's, it's more like just a regular priest it's a guideline. Rule. It's a priest rule. It's just one of the, it's not quite the, <laughs> as high up as cardinal or pope. It's more down there. Um, we don't do a lot of themes for shows that are still on the air. Okay. Mostly we do classic theme songs yes. that everyone grew up with, and then it's one of those, oh, yeah, moments right. where everybody gets a chance gotcha. to relive their nostalgic feelings for yes. their youth. And we almost never do songs that were originally released as music or singles and then used for a theme later on after the fact. Like This Is My Life by Billy Joel. For Bosom Buddies yeah. or A Love and Marriage by Frank Sinatra gotcha. for Married with Children. Right. I tend to stay away from those because those those songs exist on their own gotcha. before they're used for television themes. I am breaking both of those rules wow. today because that's how much I love this show and that's how much I love this song. And I think this song, although it did exist before it was used in the series, most people became familiar with it either from this series or some other uh, appearances it made on soundtracks for feature films hmm. and things like that. So let's talk about the show. It is one of my favorite goddamn shows in the world. <laughs> Debuted in 2013 in September back in the UK on BBC Two. And um, boy, it's a great show. The creator is a guy named Stephen Knight, and his idea was to show the exploits of a crime family during the aftermath of the First World War and then close out that storyline with the very first air raid siren signifying the beginning of World War II. And he's done just that. Sadly, we have heard the sixth season of this particular show will be the final. And uh, I love it. Steve Ashton loves it. I don't believe Eddie Pence has ever seen it because it's awesome. But I know Eric from Clearwater loves it. Hey, Ralph. Yo-ho, Eddie. What it do, crew? It's Eric from Clearwater. Hey man, I wanted to call and request a uh, a TV tune uh, for Tuesday. Um, so there's this show, and my friends were all watching it. And they were like, "Man, you gotta watch this show." And I was like, "Yeah, whatever, I ain't got time." But then you started talking about it. You and Steve Ashton started talking about it a whole lot on the Ralph Report. So I was like, mm, "Man, all right, let me go check this shit out." I immediately fell in love with it from like the first episode and had to binge the hell out of it. I'm on my like third watch through now preparing for the upcoming season. I think y'all know what it is. It's got one of the dopest fucking intro songs. It's just always in my head. You know what I'm talking about with my red right hand. Can we get Peaky Blinders on there? All right, man. Thanks. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Hell yeah. We can talk about some Peaky Blinders. That's another show you haven't seen. No, I haven't seen it. My God. Not a, not a minute of it. <sighs> so good. <laughs> Peaky Blinders, the story of the Shelby family set, of course, in Birmingham, England. 
Just an amazing show with a great ensemble cast. Killian Murphy and Helen McCrory and Joe Cole, Paul Anderson. Just spectacular and great guest stars. Sam Neill, Tom Hardy, Adrian Brody. Well, he wasn't so good. But a lot of other people. Patty Constantine. A great, great cast. Great series. We are going to see the sixth and final series coming up soon. And he's right. The theme song is amazing. Red Right Hand is the name of a song by Australian rock band Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. It was released a long time ago on their eighth studio album, Let Love In, from 1994. And this song has been used to such great effect on this series. The lyrics describe a shadowy, alluring, manipulative figure stalking the land and striking a combination of fear and awe wherever he goes. Part deity, part demon, according to Mick Harvey, the song's co-writer. And that certainly describes Tommy Shelby from the show. It's been used to great effect in other soundtracks as well. Dumb and Dumber featured it. Uh, It was on an episode of The X-Files. Scream has used it in three of the uh, Scream franchise films. It was featured in Hellboy as well. A cover version by Pete Yorn is on that soundtrack. But nobody uses it like Peaky Blinders does. Here it is, the theme song from Peaky Blinders from Nick Cave, Red Right Hand. Take a little walk to the edge of town and go across the track Where the viaduct looms like a bird of doom As it ships and cracks Where secrets lie in the border fires And the humming wires, yeah man, you know you're never coming back Across the square, across the bridge, past the mills, past the stacks on a gathering storm comes a tall, handsome man in a dusty black coat with a red right hand. Wrap you in his arms, tell you that you've been a good boy. He'll rekindle all the dreams that took you a lifetime to destroy He'll reach deep into the hole Heal your shrinking soul But there won't be a single thing that you can do He's a god, he's a man, he's a ghost, he's a guru They're whispering his name through this disappearing land But hidden in his coat is a red right hand Right? <laughs> that's a scene from Dumb and Dumber when he's carrying the beer and he's got the big foam yeah, hat. And he yeah, gets the, yeah, that's yeah. Right. But whatever with Dumb and Dumber. That's where I remember it from. Peaky Blind is the red right hand because oh, Tommy true. Shelby will kill you. He'll cut your heart out. And okay. that's why his hand's red because your blood's on it. Oh, mine? Yes. Because mm. you don't watch the damn show. I liked it in Dumb and Dumber. That was pretty good. Oh. Get the essentials. It's just beer and a big foam hat. <laughs> And he gets his wallet stuck in the fucking thing. <laughs> the old lady. He's like, old people, though useless, do still serve a purpose. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
You should. But I'm sure your show is good. We should take you out. <laughs> By order of the Peaky Blinders. <laughs> you know why they call them the Peaky Blinders? Well, because they look through blinds. <laughs> like peek through blinds in a window. See if somebody's coming. Yep. That's exactly why, because they're always trying to see if someone's coming from inside the house. Right. No, they wear peaked caps. Oh. Those little Jeff caps we used to call them back east. Like newsies? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And in the in the uh, the cap, the, the sewn into the brim of the cap, yeah. is a, a razor down. blade. Oh. So when they give you a little uh, headbutt. They cut you. They cut you, or they can grab it out of the thing and run across your eyes. That's terrible. And they blind you, don't oh, I, they? No, I don't want to watch Peaky that. Blinders. Oh, I'm not watching that. Don't show. you like gangsters? Don't you no, like crime dramas? Really. Don't you like family crime, family dramas? Not really. Not You're, my thing. Did you like the Godfather films? I mean, they're, they're great films, but this it's not my is, thing. This is the Godfather, but done with with gypsies in in hmm. Birmingham instead of Italians in New York. Okay. But I don't like the razor blade across the eyeball oh, thing. I'm not, I'm not down for that. Geez, no, thank you. Yo. I like looking out of the house through the blinds. That's much better. That's a much better definition for Peaky That's going to be Eddie's remake of Peaky Blinders. <laughs> just him crouched inside Who's his house. Who's out there? Waiting for his chicken tenders to be delivered. Who's out there? Is that Postmates? Who's out there? <sighs> Eric, excellent choice. <laughs> Pearls before swine. Some people don't appreciate the magic. Mm. That is Peaky Blinders. On today's TV Tunes Tuesday. Here we go. You know what day it is. It's TV Tunes Tuesday. On today's Ralph Report. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, you don't. I do, but not in that show. He's carrying beer in a cowboy hat. That was so funny. All right, before we say goodbye, let's check in with my pal Noodles from The Offspring. I love this guy. He's been a pal of mine for years since uh, going back, of course, to my days in K-Rock on the radio show where we played a ton of Offspring music. And I tell Noodles during our chat, it was one of the few bands that we played a ton of that I never got tired of. I always enjoyed hearing their music. They've got a brand new album coming out called Let the Bad Times Roll. It drops April 16th. (laughs) It is their first new album in nine years. Damn. It's been too long since we've had new music from The Offspring. Here's a little taste, by the way, of the title cut. Here is Let the Bad Times Roll.
It's fun. That is the title track from Let the Bad Times Roll, the new Offspring album that drops on April 16th. Here's my conversation with Noodles. Just a reminder for you, two, three, and four-star generals, I've also posted the video version of our Zoom call so you can see us chatting as well. Here it is, me and Noodles. Well, it was good news last month for Offspring fans when we heard there was new music on the way. Let the Bad Times Roll the new album by The Offspring out April 16th, 2021. So just a couple months from now, we'll be able to hear new Offspring music. Noodles, man, good to see you, pal. How you doing? You too, Ralph. Yeah, great to see you, man. One question everybody's asking, Noodles, why so soon? Why are you guys releasing an album so closely to the last one, which was, what, a decade ago? (laughs) Yeah, just nine years. It's only been nine years, you know. We figured, why wait? That's right. <laughs> Strike while the iron is hot, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the part of well, there's a, there's a number of reasons. Part of the reason is the last record, uh, Days Go By, was our last record on that contract. Right. So we've had no nobody from the label telling us we got to finish something. <laughs> uh, after we finished the tour on that, Dexter uh, went into, he started school again. He said, you guys, I was about a year away from my PhD. Do you mind if I go back and get my PhD? And we were like very supportive. No, you know, how long is it going to take though? He says, oh, maybe two years. Yeah, it took him five years. <laughs> um, but in that time we were recording here in the, in this is our recording studio in Huntington Beach. We were recording here and, uh, and we tour four months out of every year as well. So yeah, and then we, you know, about two or three years ago, we we kind of looked at what we had, thought we were close to having a record done. Then we had this creative spurt and uh, finished up a bunch of new songs. And then the pandemic hit right about the time we thought we actually were done with the record. Um, and so we tweaked it a little bit more. And eventually we went, you know what, this is done. We got to we got to move on. It's just it's time. Well, you guys released the title track and I'm telling you, it's just a kick ass song. It sounds great. Thanks, Rob. Yeah. I noticed uh, the lyrics. I mean, you guys aren't traditionally known as a very political band, but the lyrics of this song, you're you're obviously you guys have a point of view. Yeah. Well, I mean, we always try to, you know, talk about what we see happening in the world without telling people what to think. You know, we don't want to put too fine a point on it. We don't like being preached at, so we don't want to preach at other people. That being said, you know, the last four years here in, in our country and, and other parts of the world, we've just seen a lot of craziness happening. Yeah. Um, and to not talk about it would be to ignore the elephant in the room. So we do we do talk about it. And I don't think it's been a fun four years for anybody on either side of the spectrum, really. No, it's true. And the, and the yeah. last year with the pandemic, I was thinking of you guys. You mentioned you tour four months out of the year, you know, the pandemic took that all away from you guys and so what were you doing instead yeah uh covers of songs from tiger king <laughs> documentary and uh and christmas and we music did christmas song too you know while we were still trying to finish up this record you know because once the pandemic hit we we went well we can't tour in support of it what are we going to do let's keep looking at it and and so yeah so we've been in, spending a lot of time in the studio wearing masks, you know, trying to keep socially distanced. And and you guys are working with Bob Rock again, who produced this record for you, the legend. He did. Um, yeah. wh- why did you guys decide to go back with him again? Just because of the chemistry? 
Yeah, absolutely. He's he's great. He's he pushes us in a way that makes us want to be pushed. We we always know when we're we're going down the right path because he he'll he'll always say it's going to be great, which means you're onto something, but you're not there yet. You know, <laughs> so it's going to be great. Okay, we'll keep working on it. And uh, he's just you know it, it really is kind of like a like a family. Now we get together here in the studio and you know, 15, 20 minutes at first, we're just talking about what's going on in the world, how our families are and stuff like that and shooting the shit. And then we just get to work. What are we working on today? You know, we visiting something we've been working on before. Are we going to start something completely new? Um, he's always got new fun toys as, as a guitar player. It's always fun working with him because he knows all the new stuff to play with and vintage stuff. He'll come in with a new toy you know, from 1978, some weird kind of stomp box that's always really fun and makes makes the guitar sound different. How much of the uh, new material on the album is new? Or did you guys have stuff that you've been working on for a while that you kind of brought out and retooled? Yeah, most of it's been done in the last three years, probably. Um, there's probably four songs, four or five songs that were from before that. Um one of the new songs, though, has a has a breakdown in the middle, a guitar solo that really comes from the 80s. Uh, we used to call ourselves, before we were the offspring, we called ourselves Manic Subsidal. You can see why we changed the name. <laughs> and there's there's a guitar riff that Dexter, in the breakdown, it comes from a, an old Manic Subsidal song that we did back in the 80s. So, you know, we, we're drawing on all kinds of different stuff, you know, um, obviously, the, the single uh, Let the Bad Times Roll is really all pretty new riffs and everything, but uh, but some of the stuff we harken back to, to the before times. The new single, I got to tell you, it it sounds like The Offspring. I mean, that signature sound is still very much a part of that first single. Do we, we're going to hear the same on, on the rest of the tracks? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a pretty, pretty good example of what the, the record sounds like because you got the aggressive guitars bass and drums and, and all the verses and then all of a sudden you have this kind of dancey chorus like oh the world's going to hell yeah, might as well enjoy it right <laughs> which i think is how many of us feel quite frankly if you can't if you can't do anything about it i mean you know some of the stuff you can change go out and change it but if you can't change it you got to learn to live with it and roll with the punches right yeah try not trying not to get too torn down by it so that's kind of kind of that that idea. But there's plenty of like, you know, like I said, some of the the more kind of punk rock stuff that we've been we always you know, that's what we grew up loving. So we always go back to that. We do a different version of Gone Away, which is an old Offspring song that everyone, you know, the Offspring fans know, certainly. Uh, we stripped it down and did a piano version, which is something we've been doing in the live show for a couple of years now, a number of years now. And uh, the fans have been asking, when can we get a studio recorded version of the the piano version of Gone Away? And so we included that on this record. That's a little different. And then we have a song with a bunch of horns in it called We Never Have Sex Anymore. I'm glad you brought is, that up because that title caught my eye as I looked at the track list. Yeah, it's it's a really fun song about a bummer. About <laughs> a bummer. You know, really bummed out part of people's relationship anyone in any any kind of relationship of any length knows what it's like when the passion kind of wanes and it happens and then you, you can get it back it doesn't mean the relationship's over a lot of times you get the passion back again um but this is just about a, you know that that's part in a relationship 
Well, I can't wait to hear the rest of the album. As I mentioned, the first track is amazing. And it's so funny. I tell friends, and I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass, but all my ears on K-Rock, we played so many, so many artists over and over and over again. And the only music I didn't mind hearing for those 18 years was the stuff that you guys put out. I'm just such a huge fan, man. Oh, thanks, Ralph. Thanks. Yeah. Always loved coming out and hanging out with you down there, too. Likewise. Yeah, so it's, good to, it's good to reconnect here. Hey, while we're trying to feel optimistic about the direction this whole pandemic thing is going, are there any plans for you guys to, to hit the road a little bit to support the record? You know, we're we're waiting to find out. We actually have shows scheduled, I think, as early as June in Europe. Um, you know, I don't I don't I don't know if that's going to happen. I, I'm skeptical. Um, all I know is as soon as the pandemic stops spreading, at least, and people can get together in groups and do it safely. We're all about it. I mean, we're looking forward to playing. We've been rehearsing. <clears throat> we never rehearse. We hate rehearsing. <laughs> you know, we've, a been punk rehearsing. Band. we've been rehearsing. It's been really fun, actually, you know, but it's it's the only thing missing is an audience to play for, you know, but we've got, a, you know, we've got a real tight unit happening right now. We're having a lot of fun playing together. Well, this is probably the longest layoff you guys have had of not playing together in a while, I can imagine. Absolutely, it is. Yeah, yeah. We got together and, and played just, just with us we did some recording and some playing with us uh about a week and a half ago it was great to have the guys all together in the same room playing for a couple of days but like i said until we can get out and travel and drink bloody bloody marys at an airport and <laughs> you know and, and then play in front of a real audience uh there's something missing in our lives for sure well maybe when it's all over we can finally get our bad finger cover band together that, that we've been I know, for right? so long <laughs> <laughs> totally yeah yeah we got uh, i got chip on speed dial she's in <laughs> she's she's in for sure awesome listen you buddy. work on dave you work on getting dave in there all right well well pat smear also said he'd step in if uh, if dave wasn't interested so uh we'll see all what right happens. listen you know the minute i told listeners of the ralph report that we were pals people have been bugging me and bugging me to have you come on the show and it's so great to finally have you on here i really appreciate you doing this man my pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah. And the, uh, the Photoshop was a lot of fun on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. That one I fan, just, he was relentless. Absolutely. Yeah. So good for him. I just wish I didn't have that dumbass grin on my face because I'm so tired of looking at it. Well, when we can uh, meet up again in person, we'll take some new photos and we could post those. All right. I love that idea. Noodles. Thank you so much, pal. I really appreciate it. My pleasure, Ralph. Good. Good to see you again, man. Thanks again to Noodles for stopping by and chatting with me. And again, Let the Bad Times Roll, the new album from The Offspring, drops April 16th. And so uh, we'll be talking to Noodles again sometime soon. As soon as they make plans to uh, tour to support the album, you know, yeah. it looks like maybe spring or summertime, they'll be doing some dates. We'll have them uh, back on to talk cool. about that. All right, kids, that's it for us today. Thank you so much for joining us. Come on back tomorrow. Tomorrow is Wednesday. They're always fun because mm -hmm. we... Um, mm -hmm. I know it's a thing. I know there's a thing. Uh, one hit wonder? You goddamn right! <laughs> we take a look at a smash hit song and the artist who performed it and was never quite able to recapture that level of success. Also, speaking of Wednesday, don't forget tomorrow night, if you're a four star general, I will be sending out the link that you can uh, check out the live stream recording of Thursday morning show. We'll do it live right in front of your eyes. We had a good time with it last so week. So much fun. And people seem to enjoy it. So uh, come and join us for that if you're a four star general. Meanwhile, join us tomorrow, kids.
And in order to do that, you know you got to take care of yourself, right? So please, still, if you can... Stay the fuck at home! At very least, wash those hands, sanitize. Stay good in the hood. Keep six feet distance between you and other people. Stay sweet at six feet. Because... Life is life. And until we're all vaccinated, we all got to do our part. Yeah, we do. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Until tomorrow, love you, mean it. Bye. Bye. 